It's Wednesday, July 29th. I'm Stephen Fee, and this is The Pen Pod, a limited-run podcast from Pen America. On today's edition, being a better ally, online harassment has never been more prevalent, and Pen America is about to launch a new partnership on how you can support your friends and colleagues who may be on the receiving end of online hate. We talk to our own Victoria Vilk, as well as the co-founder and executive director of the anti-harassment group Hollaback. They walk us through some of their core tips and introduce a series of training sessions that begin this week. That's coming up on the Pen Pod. Online harassment and hateful speech in the digital world aren't new, but as our lives have moved firmly into the virtual space, an increasing number of people are finding themselves subject to this kind of insidious harassment that casts a chill over free expression and free speech. My colleague Victoria Vilk is teaming up with the anti-harassment group Hollaback to run a new series of webinars to help folks become better allies or bystanders when they see online harassment happening. Joining me now is Victoria Vilk, PEN America's Director of Digital Safety and Free Expression Programs, as well as Hollaback co-founder and executive director, Emily May. Welcome to you both. Thanks so much for having us. No problem. So, Victoria, let me uh, start with you. Um, why allyship training and why now? Well, as we all know, we are in the middle of a global pandemic. And because of that, more and more of our personal and our professional lives are online. We work online, we socialize with friends and family online, we express ourselves online. And at the same time, online harassment, which has was already a pervasive and growing problem, has now gotten worse. So we're seeing more abuse targeting women, communities of color, members of the LGBTQ community. And this abuse can actually lead people to self-censorship and silencing. And we don't want the voices that we most urgently need to be hearing from right now silenced. And so as we see a surge in civic engagement, um, sort of national reckoning with systemic racism, a lot of which is playing out online, each and every one of us has a role to play in making digital spaces safer and more inclusive. And so that's kind of what the impetus for these uh, trainings was, is, is to try to arm people with the tools, empower them to support one another and to make spaces safer and more inclusive. And I use this word see, I mean, because some of this is actually just happening out in the open. I mean, it's happening on, say, Twitter or Facebook or elsewhere. Is that is that how this is being witnessed by other people? Yeah, I mean, exactly. You can be, you see, I mean, you see it a lot on Twitter, but Facebook, um, comment sections on YouTube, essentially any platform where people can speak to each other, there is harassment and abuse happening, unfortunately. And so a lot of us see it. I think most of us have had the experience of seeing it. There was a study that came out of Pew several years ago that over 66% of Americans had witnessed online abuse. And that was several years ago. I can only imagine what that number would look like now. So it's stuff that you're witnessing. And the question is, you know, do you act and how, how if you want to act, how can you do it in a safe way, in a constructive way that prioritizes the person who's on the receiving end of the abuse? Yeah. So Emily May of Hollaback, I mean, you started Hollaback initially, I think, to combat street harassment. And, you know, how has that evolved uh, to, to focus more on the digital space? 
Yeah, we started focusing on street harassment in 2005. Um, 2013, we saw the rise of Gamergate. Um, I will say working on the issue of harassment, you get a whole heck of a lot of online harassment yourself. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, we'd, we'd experienced it, we'd seen it, we'd seen fellow journalists, fellow feminists going offline as a result of it, you know, suffering these severe consequences. And we just thought, look, you know, street harassment is is one of these issues that people thought was was unsolvable. You know, we've been chugging away at it. What can we take from our work to address street harassment? And, and how can we potentially use that to address online harassment, yet another form of public space, right? Um, and one of the best practices when it comes to street harassment is bystander intervention. And, and it's just, it's simple. It's this idea of people taking care of people. You know, we don't call it bystander intervention when we're, you know, uh, helping somebody who's dropped their hat on that sidewalk, but it's the same right. basic principle. Um, and so, you know, we applied that that concept over, um, developed HeartMob, a platform where you can, you know, share your story of online harassment, get support from a vetted community of bystanders, um, and now are, you know, really excited to work with PEN America on these trainings. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, Emily, just sticking with you to see how how those principles, I mean, of, of, of allyship and bystander intervention have translated into the digital world. What are some of the things, I mean, if you can preview a little, what are some of the things that people might pick up in these kinds of trainings that we're about to start doing? Yeah, absolutely. So at Hollaback, we have what we call the five D's of bystander intervention. So, you know, I'll just briefly introduce them and let Victoria unpack them deeper. But, you know, one of them is distract, creating a distraction to de-escalate the situation. Delegate, finding somebody else to help, whether you're reporting it to that social media platform or engaging your friends. Document, creating screenshots of what's going on online so that you have a record of it. Delay, checking in with the person experiencing the harassment and seeing, you know, what do they want? What do they need? And direct, directly confronting the person doing the harassing. So those are the five Ds of bystander intervention that Hollaback uses. And we found that they work just as well on the street as they did online, as they do in the workplace, or even to address issues like uh, police violence or voter suppression. Yeah. And Victoria, just just to you, I mean, so you've run these online harassment trainings for, for a long time with PEN America. You focused a lot on newsrooms, um, so slightly different from where Emily's coming from. But I'm curious, from your point of view, you know, of those of those five elements that Emily just outlined, which are ones that sort of sync up with ones that you've found to be effective in, say, newsrooms and other trainings with writers and what you think is going to be effective now in this new set of trainings? So. I have to say, um, I'm very lucky. I feel like this partnership between Pen America and Hollaback has been a match made in heaven because Hollaback had these five Ds, which I knew all about. They're fantastic. Uh, it's something I've sort of used in my own life. And we've done all these trainings, as you said, with newsrooms, um, with publishers, with writers and journalists. And so we adapted the best practices sort of in the digital realm and fused them with Hollaback's five Ds. And it's amazing how much of it aligns. And so, for example, if you're dealing with trying to distract, right, if you see abuse happening online and you want to distract, that's the D you decide to go with. That can involve flooding a hashtag that's being used in an abuse campaign with puppy photos or goofy animal gifts or, you know, K-pop videos, for example. We've seen some of that recently. Uh, right. If you want to delegate, a way that you can delegate is by 
rallying a cyber community, a supportive cyber community to either amplify the voice of the person being targeted. So for example, if it's a journalist and they've published a piece and they're being hammered because of that piece, you can help amplify that piece so that their voice doesn't get drowned out, or you can help report abusive content to platforms. Anybody can report on most of the platforms and you can jump in and basically amplify the reporting. So there's all kinds of different ways to apply the five Ds. And so in this training, we really dig in to the concrete ways you can do it. Yeah, and it seems like the platforms might have something to learn here too, which I want to get to. But but first, Emily, uh, back back to you. I mean, in your experience, I mean, how how does online harassment affect the people who endure it? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I mean, look, there's all kinds of psychological issues. There's obviously anxiety. Um, we've certainly seen a lot of depression, even suicide. Um, but there's also these social issues, financial issues at play. You know, p- the internet, right? If you if you don't feel safe on the internet, that's going to cut you off from a lot of people in your life. It's going to cut you off from your social networks, from your professional networks, and that's going to have some long-term consequences. I think that, you know, one One of the things that I find most pervasive in terms of how it affects people who endure online harassment also affects people who don't experience it, but maybe anticipate it, which is this chilling effect that it has on us, this silencing effect, right? This fear that like, well, maybe I shouldn't speak up about this or at this time or in this forum for fear that I will be attacked. And of course, we know that women, people of color, LGBTQ folks are even more likely to be attacked for having the exact same opinions potentially as somebody else, right? And and I think that's scary, right? Because what is this world that we are creating without the full-throated voices of those who are most marginalized inside of it? Yeah, and, and Victoria, obviously, that's where we 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 have taken this on as an issue because we do see this this threat to free expression. Um, you know, Victoria, you you briefly mentioned. I want to get back to this idea of of you know. Obviously, this training addresses what we can do as a community, as we as bystanders or allies. What should the platforms be doing to help stop this issue? I'm so glad you asked me this question, Stephen, and you know that I have about a million ideas, a long and growing list of things that I think the platform could be doing. Um, But I think the the reason it's such an important thing to point out is that we try in our work at PIN America, and I know that Hellback does exactly the same thing, we try to tackle this problem from a micro and a macro standpoint at the same time. So on the one hand, arming people on the receiving end of abuse with as many tools and strategies as we can, arming allies, making sure that they feel empowered to step in. But this is a much larger problem. And one of the uh, places where this problem is playing out, the primary place, are social media platforms. And they still have so much work to do when it comes to making the spaces that they run safer and more equitable. And so just a few very concrete ideas. The most obvious and important place to start is for platforms to hire thousands of more content moderators, pay those people a living wage, and give them robust access to mental health care because it's an extremely traumatic and difficult job. Uh, Platforms need to create an easy way to document abuse with one click. Right now, you have to take screenshots, save links, create a spreadsheet, all of which is totally impractical if you're dealing with, you know, hundreds of abusive messages. And they need to make it easier for people who are targeted by abuse to get support from bystanders and allies who want to help them. So for example, they might create delegated access to a social media account so that you can have a trusted ally do your blocking and your muting. Or they could give you the opportunity to create a circle of friends or a circle of followers who are kind of your network of trusted allies who can help you monitor abuse or alert you to escalation or report on the platform. So there's a very long list, but those are just some of the things that we wish that platforms would do that would go yeah. along and, and let, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and just finally, for both of you, Emily and, and Victoria, um, what are you reading right now? 
Oh. That's a great question. Watching or listening to. No, no, I'm reading multiple things. I'm trying to think of where to. (laughs) I work for a literary organization. I read many things at the same time. But Emily, you want to start? Sure. You know, I, um, I mean, look, I have, uh, joined, uh, like a, a white person, uh, um, I don't even know a white person support group. Um, and we are going through a whole series of workshops and reading the book, witnessing whiteness, um, which has really been, you know, I've done anti-racism work for what seems like almost my whole life. I think, I think literally since I was 15, um, and, um, and never been part of a group like this. So, uh, anyway, witnessing whiteness, check it out. Free workshop series, go along with it and, and work out your white people shit, white people. <laughs> <laughs> a call to action. If I've ever heard one, Victoria, <laughs> I am rereading beloved and it is blowing my mind even more the second time than it did the first time. I just, I find that I will reread passages over and over and over again. And I don't know if I'm marveling at the language or I'm marveling at the kind of construction or I'm marveling at the sort of storyline, but it's just the most extraordinary book, which we all know, but I, it's incredible to read it again. Victoria Vilk of Pen America, Emily May of Hollaback. Thanks to you both. Thanks Thank you so, so much. much And that's our episode for Wednesday, July 29th. Join us tomorrow for the Pen Pod. You can listen to all our episodes at pen.org. Follow us at PenAmerica on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Sign up on our website for our daily Dare newsletter, where we track major stories about literature, free expression, and the news of the world. I'm Stephen Fee for Pen America. This is the Pen Pod. See you tomorrow. <laughs>